Welcome everyone to the Lee Schools TV podcast. I'm Adam Wright. We are joined today by Executive Director of Transportation Services, Robert Cody. Yes. Sir, thanks for being on the podcast. It's my pleasure. All right. Now, I know you're under a little bit of a time constraint. you got a meeting with the superintendent soon, so let's jump right into it. But before we begin, congratulations is in order. I know you were just uh, named to Gulf Shore Business's 40 Under 40, one of the Southwest Florida's best young business leaders under 40 years old, so congratulations on Thank that honor. Thank you so very much. And so you're one of the youngest administrators in the school district's history, I believe. Yes. Can I ask how old you are? 35. Okay, 35. That's what I was going to guess. So how did you how did you get to the role you're in now, Director of Transportation? It's one of the biggest departments in the school district, right, if not the biggest? Correct. It's the largest department within the school district of Lee County. Um, I ascended to the position. I started off as an assistant director of the East Zone, which I love dearly. Then I moved down to the South Zone, where I eventually became Director of Transportation. And now Executive Director, I was Executive Director of Transportation, and now I've taken on more responsibilities with the Distribution Center, which includes the warehouse as well as the mailroom. So can you, before we get into your responsibilities as as Executive Director, can you take me through your childhood? I know you grew up in Fort Myers, right? Can you kind of take me through your childhood and how your, your journey getting to this point in your life to where you are now? An amazing journey. Two wonderful parents raised here locally. Uh, Southward Village, where my adolescence, most of my time was spent, and that's across from Franklin Park Elementary. Um, I went to Fort Myers Middle School, Fort Myers High School, had great teachers, yeah, great Green leaders. Wave. Go Green Wave. I graduated I from Ripple. Fort Myers. Oh, yeah. class of 2001. All right. Um, I just had great leadership, great family that always believed in me. I always put God first in everything I do, and I, I've always had a great staff and a support staff. So as Executive Director of Transportation, I know you, so you oversee more than 1,200 employees? Yes, sir. And a budget of about 57 million, is that correct? Between 57 and 59 million, depending upon how many buses we purchase per year. Okay. Uh, if you go back two years ago, we purchased 190 buses using a lease purchase. Over the past two years, we've spent about $6 million, and we've purchased about 60 buses per year. Okay, so you oversee the biggest department in the school district. I do. What is that like? What are your responsibilities as executive director? To be strategic, to be a long-term planner, to identify ways to not only save money, but to be efficient, and most importantly, put our customers customers first. Mm-hmm. When I say our customers, it's not only the students, it's their parents and all stakeholders. Because the biggest thing on the road and the brightest thing on the road is a school bus. So at all times, we must must surely make sure that we're efficient, effective, and doing the right things because we're constantly under the public's eye. Now, so what are your, what's a, what's a regular day like for you? Take me through it. A regular day, 4.30 in the morning, check emails, text messages, calls to make sure that we have buses on the road. By 5 a.m., I'm identifying our absenteeism, how many drivers are out, what our coverage looks like for that money, morning period. Um, generally, we look at the industry average about 10% absenteeism. However, 10% in our world is more like 20% because drivers have two routes. Some have three. Some have activities. So every employee is valuable and needed. We have 718 regular bus routes, which is down 48 from the previous year. I was going to say, so you brought up uh, one of your biggest responsibilities is making sure that your department is running efficiently. Correct. And... So you said you, so I know that you've been able to save some money, right? By cutting down some routes. Tell me about that. Correct. We did an efficiency, an internal efficiency audit to ensure that our routes were running 
in a cost efficient a cost efficient manner mm -hmm. as well as to increase our abo our abo is our average bus occupancy our goal our target goal is about 68 percent we were operating at about 63 percent we're now at 64 and a half percent and we were able to reduce that number of routes being 48 and saving about 1.6 million dollars uh, while doing so and we did not reduce any positions it was due to attrition retirement resignations etc and we just modified our routes to better suit our students and our staff while still providing a quality service mm -hmm. so what are the big what are your biggest challenges biggest challenges absenteeism from an internal perspective that's something that we face due to the economy as the economy continues to go up it has the adverse effect on our market which is bus operators they have more opportunities outside sometime and then they most of our employees work two jobs so that affects us as far as far as an external component i would look at complaints mm -hmm. not only complaints it's that individuals look at things from an individual perspective and not a holistic view sure whereas in a stop they may want to move closer to their home mm -hmm. but it may impact 13 other students mm -hmm. we try to make walking distances for all of our students equitable so when parents make that complaint of move this stop, you pass by my house, if I moved it for 13 students, I'll be making 13 additional stops, which increase the operating cost of transportation to school bus yeah. because that impacts fuel, time, and distance. Yeah. So you brought up complaints. So that was going to be my next question. So I, you know, um, I know there are parents out there who you know, complain about bus stop locations or you know, maybe a bus being late in the morning or afternoon. So how do you deal with you know, parents that have issues with the way things are operating? To be honest, we have very few complaints. To operate 718 buses, to transport 50,000 students, the number of complaints we have are very minimal, but they're important. And some garner more attention than others. And that kind of puts those as priorities when all complaints are taken just as serious. Uh, we have a staff, I have a director, an operations director, Mr. Roger Lloyd, who handles those complaints as they come in, as well as myself. I email, I contact, I call parents, but with my added responsibilities, Mr. Lloyd being the director of transportation really takes on a lot of those responsibilities, as well as the senior administrators in the zone. That would be Mr. M Purdue, Mr. McKinney, as well as Mr. Buchanan, and their staffs. So we make sure we contact parents within a 48 hour time frame. Mm -hmm. If they're calling in, that's sometimes difficult because we only have four people per location to answer calls. So that becomes a complaint within itself. Let's give an example. The South Zone has about 15,000 students. Let's say one bus is late and five parents call in. If five parents call, that means we've answered four calls. That means I have one angry parent who we did not reach. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we, would appreciate if parents emailed us and let us know that way that'll give us an opportunity to follow up or left us a voicemail. What is that? What's that email they can reach? Your they department? can email uh, the zone directors. It's on leeschools.net. If okay. you go to our transportation page, it breaks it down by zone. Okay. You'll have the, the uh, chain of command mm -hmm. starting with the senior administrator going down to their supervisors that they can email as a direct dependent upon where those individuals live. Mm -hmm. Okay. So go to leeschools.net, look for transportation right. and then because I see 
my next question was going to be, what's the best way for people to reach the transportation department? Because sometimes I see parents writing in through like our Facebook page, right. the school district of Lee County Facebook page, I messaging would, in, and I'm not sure if those all the time get to transportation. So it, would you say that's not the best way that to... That is not because it's delayed. Yeah. You have about two individuals looking over a Facebook page when if they go to our leeschools.net, our transportation site, they will see each zone that senior administrator and their email address. Those senior administrators are responsible for ensuring safe and timely arrivals to and from stops and responding to those parents in a timely manner. So the best thing they could do is email those senior administrators as well as our director of transportation. It's all on our sites. I would really advise individuals to go to our website and look at the individuals to whom they need to contact. So what's your approach when you're when you're talking with or your people under you are dealing with parents that are calling in with concerns, how, what do you, how do you try to approach those conversations? Always listen. The most important thing to do is listen. People want to be heard. The only way you can solve a problem is to listen. Yeah. Our deal or our motto and our mantra is listen, learn, prepare, then engage. So as we're listening, we're learning what their problem is. We're preparing that conversation for that driver and or attendant. And then we're engaging in an activity to resolve and rectify that problem. Mm -hmm. And if we go down a tier to our supervisors and assistant supervisors, I always tell them research, analyze, assess, and then respond. Because that goes back to our three C's, mm -hmm. clear, concise communication. Okay. Switching gears to the Where's the Bus app that we launched this year. Um, I know that some people love it. Uh, I've seen some people have some complaints about the where's the bus app, like it's not registering their child or their child's bus stop and they're having issues tracking their right. child's bus. Is that anything that you have control over? Cause I know it's a, it's like a third party company that runs the app and that we are, we use it. We're Correct. part of their roster of school districts that are on it. Yes. So how, is that something that you're working on or how does that work? It actually has been very beneficial. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I would say the majority of comments are positive about it. And then there are some people that say they're having trouble using With it. With any new technology, software, any new feature, you're going to have your concerns and it's not a hundred percent. There's nothing that's a hundred percent. And with transportation, the concern is a bus. We don't control other motorists. We don't control the traffic signals, nor the traffic patterns, the roadways, and that's sometimes difficult. And when they often have parents, when I say they, tracking their students' bus, it's because we're trying to send another bus and replace it them to assist those students in arriving on time. Mm -hmm. So from our perspective, it's either we allow these parents to track a bus sometimes that's going to be later than we would like, or do we get another bus to replace that bus to get those students more in a timely fashion to school. And as we know in Cape Coral's major construction uh, on the roadways, Chiquita, Tropicana, Santa Barbara was closed for a time period. Mm -hmm. And those areas affected everything we did in the West Zone because our compound is located between Tropicana and Chiquita. Yeah, it's up by Mariner High School. By, right? Directly behind Mariner Middle School. Okay. And there were times this year, to start off this year, where we had to send substitute buses in order to pick up those students in a more timely and efficient manner. And that affected the, the app because parents would see their students' bus still at a compound. However, another bus was en route. 
it was whatever we can do for the most part to get those students picked up in a timely fashion, unfortunately has the adverse effect on the app. And we're working to modify that. I have a great staff that's working on that. And as we continue to attract bus operators and have those bus operators where we have standby drivers, then we will be better suited to accommodate the app, the needs of the parents, and as our district as a whole. So <clears throat> can we talk about the half cent sales tax for a second? Absolutely. <laughs> I'll put this bus here between us <laughs> so when we talk about how that. Would, so how would money generate, you know, if... If voters approve the half cent uh, referendum in November, and we're getting roughly $59 million a year from that, um, I don't think any money, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think any money is specifically earmarked for transportation, but it would have, can you talk about some indirect effects it could have right. on transportation? For for example, if we build more schools, that, that would affect bus routes, right? So I, I wouldn't even go to the bus routes. Okay. It would be more so it, the indirect impact would be the, the financial constraints that we're currently under and the budgetary constraints that we have does not quite allow us to purchase or procure buses in the manner in which we would like to on a replenishment level. And we know when you purchase new buses, that reduces your maintenance costs because those buses are under warranty for a certain period of time, which improves our efficiency and fewer breakdowns. So when we talk about an indirect impact on transportation, it'll be to procure more buses okay. because that will free up money where we're spending in other places, where we're stretching everything so thin. Mm -hmm. And that will give us a little layer to even add, even if it's one or two buses on a, on a yearly basis, that changes the ride to and from school and the efficiency level for a group of students. We're talking about 100 students per one bus mm -hmm. because of the two schools that it carries. Yeah. So even if it's viewed as a one bus deal, the impact on students is, is much more important and greater. The thing that all of us are here for, you, myself, Dr. Atkins, our cabinet, our teachers, and all of the support staff are students, children. Mm -hmm. So anything that we can do that positively impacts those students, whether it be one bus or two buses, that makes my job a lot easier and that gives me a sense of fulfillment. Uh, anything else that it would have any other impacts? Uh, our buildings, if, if you've ever been to a transportation site, I yeah. know you have. Our facilities are some that have, they're, they're not a priority because students are our first and fourth pri priority, but if we have little modifications um, beautification to our facilities that also impacts it as well. We have in transportation, we have five facilities, as well as if you look at our warehouse and at that department, we have three locations as well. So whenever you add money to the district, it impacts so many other areas mm -hmm. because uh, capital is available. Yeah. 700 plus bus drivers, right? Regular bus regular operators. Bus, yeah. We have 718 regular bus operators. We have approximately 111 substitute bus operators, but that fluctuates. We have 223 bus attendants. We have an additional about 60 uh, substitute bus attendants who are on our staff who come to work. They work extremely hard under difficult circumstances to provide the best services they can possibly provide mm -hmm. to the students that we, we service. If you look at the size of our transportation department, and mind you, we have 50 states in the United States. At last and check, yeah. I, heard, I know. <laughs> if, if you look at it, there are 60, 67 counties in the mm -hmm. state of Florida. 
We're the 22nd largest transportation department in the nation. Just take a step back. Out of school districts? Out of school districts. Lee County, 22nd largest. So what we do is a large scale, and I don't think people really understand the magnitude of what we do and how hard and difficult it is. Every time a student stands at a bus stop, we think about safety. Every time a student boards a bus, we think about safety. They're our first and foremost responsibility, but a lot of outside factors we can't control. We try to control the uncontrollable while maintaining a level of service and pride that people uh, would act that they step back and take a look at what we do. A teacher in a classroom doesn't, the classroom size does not exceed 22 students, maybe 25. You look at a school bus operators, they can have up to 60 students. Mm -hmm. Some cases 64, depending upon the size and the level in the elementary. A school teacher never turns his or her back to those students. A bus driver never faces those students. And they're looking at them through mirrors, as well as you have raised seats for safety purposes while dealing with four cameras. Everything we do is so important and so vital. And I think if, if people just took a step back, and, and, and I know we have flaws. There's no perfect way to doing transportation because there are so many other factors. Mm-hmm. But if you look at what we do on a day in and day out basis, I mean, it's phenomenal. And those people, those guys, you talk about how did I ascend to this position? My staff, mm-hmm. transportation personnel, Dr. Atkins, cabinet who believe in me. It's all about the people who impact me. It's not about me. One person can't change the world, but if one person impacts an individual, that changes the world. Yeah. So I, I grew up in Lee County, and I rode, I rode the bus from kindergarten through about 10th grade. And I remember, I mean, I had some great bus drivers. I had some that not everybody loved but uh they were you know strict and kept us in line and i just remember you know especially looking back on it i have so much respect for the drivers and what they do and what they have to deal with you know it's like you said sometimes like 60 kids per bus and you know especially at the end of the day after school's over they can be they can get rowdy and you know it's 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 a tough job that i think a lot of people may not um what am I trying to say here? They, People may not understand the difficulties that yes. they, they have, <laughs> yeah. but we have our bus operators have a great support system from the academic side of the house. Schools really support drivers. They do everything. They buy them waters. They give them T-shirts. They feed them breakfast. Dr. Creel really understands, and she pushes that down to her staff, and they really support us. And it's just a complete support system that we receive from the internal um aspect of it our schools the students really love it and we we talk about stories about riding the bus i rode the bus um for a long period of time up until i walked to school now i walked to fort myers middle and fort myers high school but i rode the bus and the most impactful moments were i can remember my bus operator her name was miss seawright and my bus attendant miss geneva jewett who most did not like (laughs) because she was so strict and stern but if it wasn't for those ladies i probably would not have chosen the path that I've decided on. Transportation was always something that I've loved because growing up without a car, you always want to drive something. You always you always want to be behind the wheel and in motion, as I would say. And I, I have a safety supervisor or a driver trainer. He's always saying, Mr. Cody, we're in motion. And that means just keep the wheels turning and trying to be the best at what we do. So, yes. What's the main thing that you, people watching or listening to this, 
what, what would you say the main takeaway you'd want them to have from this conversation about transportation? The main takeaway is understand what we do and the difficulties that we face while doing it with a smile and understanding that we can't please everyone, but we try. And every comment, whether it be positive or negative, has an impact on us. The positive ones have great impact. The negative ones take us back to the drawing board, trying to figure out a way. So when we go back to, I'll digress back to the parent app. Mm -hmm. We wanted the parent app so that parents did not have to call. Talking about where's the bus? Where's the bus? The where's the bus parent app. So that they did not have to be on hold and they can track their students. And that the goal was to improve our customer service. So everything that we're doing in transportation is trying to improve it. And, and throughout this process is a very tedious process. And we're just looking at different techniques and different ways and doing comparative analysis to other districts of how we can improve our level of customer service. And so I would tell them that everything that we do it's not for selfish reasons, it's to improve the quality of service we provide to them and their students, as well as to the schools. Because we know bus operators are the first person a student sees in the morning, and they're the last that they see in the afternoon as far as school district or Lee County representatives, whether that's school to home, home to school, or to an activity bus going home, or a tutorial bus. and. We, I, I would also want people to know there are a lot of things that you don't see and a lot of complaints I get when they see a, a bus, particularly a special needs bus parked at McDonald's or Publix or Walmart. We're doing a service to our students, our special needs students who are getting acclimated to post-education world is career readiness. We sit there, we take them on those work studies to learn how to work in McDonald's, to learn how to work at uh, Walmart, to work at Publix, and that gives our staff such fulfillment because you're changing someone's life by having that opportunity to transport them to their next life. That's awesome. So people might might see a bus parked at a McDonald's and think that the bus driver is taking a break on mm-hmm. on tax taxpayers' dollars. Yeah, yeah. And in, but reality, in reality, they're they're helping special needs kids get correct. some get some on the job training, almost kind of. That that's exactly what yeah. it is, and. We always talk about our bus routes and how many we have. Let's talk about the extracurricular, such as those work studies. Uh, we do pre-K speech, where we transport those students midday. Uh, shortened day students, where those students have a reduced day due to their accommoda- accommodations and exceptionalities. So we accommodate so many students, and we have such a profound impact on the way we do business here and with our choice system and that, that diversification component where we're dealing with students and not only when people think of diversity they look at it from a uh, a socioeconomic perspective but when we talk about diversity we're talking about inclusion into certain aspects that they would ordinarily not have that ability to participate in or do I was um, reading the article in Gulf Shore Business the 40 under 40 article and it it mentioned that one of one thing that you had to overcome was a, a fear of failure. Correct. Can you talk about that a little bit? A fear of failure is what drives me. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many people take the wrong paths in life that it scares me to fail because I not only am working hard for myself, I work hard for my family, not only my wife and kids, but my immediate family, my mom. You have three daughters? I have three girls okay. and four siblings. Mm-hmm. I have two parents who have been together since seventh grade. <laughs> 
And I, I try to change their trajectory through success and just learning how to walk through life and, and be positive. I've always said my, my greatest skill is looking for the good in others. And with that comes great responsibility. And with that responsibility has given me such a fear of failure, which I overcame a couple years ago, but it still sits in the back of my mind. I understand that sometimes failure is just a building block to success. Sometimes you have to fail to know when to redirect or change lanes or to better yourself. Sometimes you're put in positions that you think are a worst case scenario that builds you and propel you to something greater. I take it back to when I was assistant director of the East Zone. I came in as a leader and I thought I had to lead being stern and I wasn't being myself because I, w I was so afraid of failing and letting people down that I kind of lost myself. And then once I realized that being a leader is inspiring people, motivating people, encouraging people, I don't know what that individual has gone through the night before and they came to work. How can I make them feel better? My deal is positivity breeds productivity. And you look at the productivity that has occurred over the past four years versus the first four years, it, it, it's astronomical. And the improvements in our transportation department, and by that, my staff, they feel better. They, they would, I don't want to use that term, but I would say they would shield me from harm's way because they believe in me because I believe in them and I care more about them as a person than I do as an employee. When you say the when you say the last four years compared to the first four years, mm -hmm. are you talking about the eight years that you've My been? My eight years I've okay. been here in the school district. So that, can you kind of tell us what how, the difference between the first four and the last four? Growth, understanding, compassion, empathy, mm -hmm. really getting to know people. Mm -hmm. I had the process. I had the strategic mindset. But having a thousand people at the time or 1200 people now you have to get to know individuals to understand their strengths and their weaknesses and put them in a position to excel to be successful so i, I dug deep down into the individual level and it's more so of how are you doing how can i improve your day and it could be simple as mr cody all i needed was a conversation a smile an encouragement support and i provide that yeah I know you spread positivity. I see you walking around the district building all the time with a big smile on your face. You're you always to. saying hi to people. And can we talk about growth for a second? You yes. mentioned growth. How has that? So you've been here for eight years. I'm yes. sure you've seen. I'm sure when you started, you compared to now, you've seen how much Lee County has grown over the years. How has that impacted your job and, oh, and busing services? It has impacted us tremendously. Yeah. As I spoke to earlier and alluded to, look at the roadways, the traffic. Mm -hmm. Roads are being widened because there are more people here. There's a, a a larger traffic flow. You look at State Road 82 with the widening of State Road 82, the building of homes in Cape Coral and Lehigh, and you, your, your distance of travel are now getting longer. And you look at our growth, we reduced our routes by 48, but we still grew 976 students. Mm. Last year, student riders. So that's a school in itself yeah. that we're transporting. Our growth impacts us in a positive way. It brings more prospective employees. Yeah. So when you started eight years ago, do you was there a lot fewer bus drivers than there are now, or how? It was fewer bus yeah. attendants, and I joke with Mr. Lloyd because I always challenge him to be great. Uh, we had 111 substitute drivers 
this year to start the year. And then in 2014, I went back into my notes. Anyone knows me, I keep notes from the day I started walking probably and writing, is we only had 46 substitute bus operators in 2014. And we had 700, and at the time, I believe we had 714 routes, regular routes, and we had about 50 uh, routes that had not made that seven-hour clearance. But we did it with so few substitutes, and the complaints back then were pretty high. And that's why when we said our, our five-year plan was to implement an app and get good applicants and we're constantly and continuously recruiting bus operators. Mm -hmm. So I would tell anyone who's at home, and if you have a CDL license, if you do not, uh, if you have a, a MVR that's clean with no DUIs, uh, if you have a clean background, please come join our wonderful team. We will accept you with open arms. And, and should I'm, they email, call? How do they? They can actually go to our website. They yep. can go to the district website mm -hmm. and apply for our position. You can actually email any of us in any of our zones, if you go to our website, we are always looking for talent. In the transportation world, we always say the only constant is change and it's always evolving. And there's always a need for bus operators because people have things that come up in life. Yeah. But when those things happen to a bus operator, it impacts so many and people not as understanding and as forgiving. So if we have those substitute operators, we'll be a little more efficient. Yeah, so you've more than doubled the amount of subs yes. over the past four years. We have. You mentioned you're always keeping notes. And one of the things I read in the article about you was that you you really enjoy writing, which is what you just alluded to. Is it just note taking or do you do other no, kinds of writing? I do all types of writing. My, my writing is more so anyone who write knows Poetry, me. short I, stories? I, I wrote poetry at one point oh, in time. Yeah? <laughs> My wife will tell you. <laughs> That's kind of embarrassing. Well, next time we have you on, we'll have you read some of your poetry. How's no, <laughs> it's more so of inspiration to people. Yeah. It's what can we do? If you look at, I always tell people, we call today the present because it's a gift. And every day you have the opportunity to go in and change something and live your best life daily. And you can't let anyone or any negativity project onto you. You have a positive mind, positive outcomes will come. And I would always tell people good things happen to good people. All right. Anything else you want to discuss? I know you've got to run here in a few minutes. I have about five minutes and I'll just really tell everyone out there who's viewing or and or listening that really take a moment and understand what bus operators do and the impact on a student's life that they have. And just know that they really try their hardest day in and day out. And they make a lot of sacrifices to transport our students. They're up at 4 a.m. Many routes start at 4.30, 4.45. So that means those parents, those single mothers, are leaving their students to walk to a bus stop to transport someone else's student. Or those fathers are leaving their family to go out and transport a student. And in the evenings when they're transporting our students to football games and events on a Friday night, when their kids may be playing in a different zone for a different team, that they cannot participate in that because they are putting the needs of our district and our students first and foremost, that they, we really try to impact everyone on a positive level. And in everything we do, and I'll say this and I'll say this, is for the positive impact and for the betterment of the school district of Lee County. I'm a true believer. I'm a student of this district. I'm a lifetime, lifetime learner. 
when it comes to this district and I'm devoted and dedicated to this district as is my staff. And I would just wanna give um, kudos to Mr. Roger Lloyd, Director of Operations, uh, Mr. Bill Law, Mr. James Buchanan, Mr. Jared McKinney, and Mr. Purdue, who's on our team, who really strives to impact the operational efficiency and positive impact that we have on students. And All right. I'll sum it up with that. Yeah, I think we'll end it there. Robert Cody, Director, Executive Director, excuse me, of Transportation Services, thank you again for joining us today. Appreciate it's my it. pleasure, sir. All right. And thank you for watching and listening. We'll see you next time.